we have put out a note on the energy sector looking at the UK oil and gas sector and the background for UK oil and gas production and the environment for companies working and developing oil and gas in the country. Now, the UK of its total energy supplies uses 72% for oil and gas. That's across transport, electricity, everything else, 72%. However, the UK only supplies 59% of its own oil and 47% of its own gas. Moreover, the UK is producing out its proved reserves, about 15% of these a year for oil and over 20% of these a year for gas. What that means is the UK uses an awful lot of oil and gas, but it also has to import plenty and those imports are liable to increase going forward as the country produces out its reserves and isn't necessarily replacing those as quickly as it needs to. This then begs the question, what's the benefit of domestic supply? Why should the UK care? There are a number of good reasons. One clearly is security of supply. If the country controls the production of the oil and gas that it uses, that increases security of supply, having physical control over those fields and those flows. There's also a question of price. While oil is exported, on the gas side, typically having to go into the market and buy international LNG cargoes is more expensive than either piped imports or, more to the point, domestic production. There's not a huge opportunity to increase piped exports, not least because volumes from Norway are increasingly required elsewhere in Europe. Therefore, the marginal source of gas for the UK and for imports is often LNG, and that is typically more expensive than using domestic gas. There's also, for domestic production, substantial emissions advantages. For UK LNG exports, the emissions are about 2.5 times as much as for domestic production, which is clearly substantially higher. For oil, the UK using domestic volumes gives the country much greater control over the environmental standards and the emissions that occur during the process, during the producing of these. So there are substantial emissions advantages as well. There are also advantages around employment, with oil and gas accounting for around 1% of UK full-time jobs, and for tax. The oil and gas sector contributed over 1% of total UK tax revenues in 2023. So there are substantial advantages for the UK from using domestic volumes of oil and gas. The note also looks at what the various political parties have said. Uh, the incumbent government, the Conservatives, have been relatively supportive. They've brought forward a new licensing round, which is going to happen every year. They've also ensured that the Rosebank field and the clearance for that went through earlier this year. Nevertheless, the energy profits levy, the windfall tax, does remain in place. And this is an impediment for increased investment in the UK. Nevertheless, we have seen Rosebank signed off. And we've also seen Neo Energy and Serica Energy farm in to the Greater Buchan Area project, which is another significant project. So investments are still happening. In terms of what Labour have said, it's far more enigmatic and hard to know exactly what they would do were they to become the government of the day. The current position appears to be that they would not allow any new exploration licences, which is not particularly helpful when you're looking to replenish resource that you're producing out. But I think we'd have to wait and see. And the realities around employment and tax may temper some of the rhetoric that we've seen from the Labour Party.
in terms of the energy profits levy, the windfall tax itself, we think there's every chance that this does end in 2028 when the government has said it will. It's unlikely that the price floor means it will end sooner. Uh, but the level of tax that it drives, 75%, is very high. Uh, the comparisons with Norway, which is on a 78% marginal tax rate, are inappropriate as far as we're concerned. In Norway, it is easier to finance projects because of the way the tax system works and the upfront cash rebates that you can get. And also the sector is very well regulated. Third party access for fields to existing infrastructure is very good. And that does allow a lot more exploration to take place, more developments of smaller fields to happen. And so Norway can get away with charging those higher tax levels in a way that the UK can't really. So we do we do expect that the windfall tax will disappear in 2028. We think that's a very sensible assumption. So if you buy the idea that the UK needs to continue producing a lot of domestic oil and gas, that there are particular benefits for that, and that the windfall tax is liable to disappear and there's going to be a decent amount of government support, how can you gain exposure to that? In our coverage, there's Jersey Oil and Gas, Harbour and Union Jack Oil. But there are numerous other UK-focused names, including Ithaca, Serica, Enquest, Kistos, Orcadian, Deltic, Europa and Angus Energy, all of which can give investors exposure to the UK and its oil and gas sector. Our note also looks at various other companies in our coverage, including Arrow Exploration, Bowleven, Challenger Energy, Enwell Energy, Genel Energy, Gulf Marine Services, Hunting, ITM, Petro Matad, Petro Tau, Rock Opera Exploration and Tulu Energy.